Hello, fellow comrades. Welcome to ZD Farm. Going to back up my mic a little bit. I'm a little hot. My name is the one and the only Zander. My pronouns are they, them, and I am on the the the. It's hard to do with an accent. The Sekatog Land, also known as the Island of Long in New York. We let guest talk now. Hi, I'm Alana. Uh, she, her pronouns. I'm on Canarsie Muncie Lenape land. And now we play intro music from Comrade. Walk into my living room, get comfy, take your shoes off. Can I ask you a question? Always. What What is this accent you're doing? (laughs) I think some Russian convolute thing, maybe. (laughs) At first, second, I really thought you were someone else. (laughs) (laughs) So you just put out a magazine recently. I've heard through the Instavine. Hello. <laughs> can you hear me? Now I can. I said that is correct. Talk about it. Uh, it's called Horse Heads, and our current mission is just to, um, it, well, it's a creative nonfiction magazine, and we're currently trying to focus on, like, personal essays about aspects of life that the pandemic um like basically took away from us. So our fuck I think there's an eyelash in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh ow, ow, it hurt. Oh my god. Oh it's like don't, a needle in there. Don't hurt yourself, please. Yeah, I think it's okay. I'm just gonna keep my eyes closed. Um so the first issue that we just put out is about concerts. So we just like solicited we asked a bunch of people to write um just about their favorite concert memories and um yeah we we got some really good stuff in there there's about i think like 30 different essays and then it's a long it's a big boy yeah it is pretty long um yeah it's about six or 60 ish pages in total and Josie, our mutual friend, Josie Han, did the artwork for it. And Layla Luhaichi helped us with the graphic design stuff because I didn't know what I was doing. I, like, originally sent them, like, what I made. And I was like, it's done, right? It's good. And they were like, no. Like, you have to what start over there. Like? I just had, I had no margin. <laughs> they were like, yeah, it's. The words are not even, some of them are just going to go into the middle and you're not going to see them. <laughs> so they showed me how to use master pages on InDesign and I'm basically an expert now. Wow. So proud of you. Thank you. How many Adobe programs have you mastered at this point out of the whole suite? Let's see. We got InDesign. Um, we got uh, Premiere. Do. 
uh, Photoshop. I took a class for it. I don't really remember anything, Two but I feel like if I used it again, I would. It would come it's back. It's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what you're trying to do. I feel like everyone. I was like the laughing stock of that class, except no one was laughing. Like I was trying to make funny stuff, and no one found it funny. <laughs> And I worked hard on it, too, because for my final project, I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> so I picked out like lines from my like short stories mm. and I tried to make visual representations of them. Oh, and they wow. just looked like really bizarre memes. <laughs> That's and great, though. No one really understood them. Who cares? No one understood my vision. True. Nobody understands true. Nobody understands true art. Until you yeah. die. Damn. <laughs> and everybody understands it all of a sudden. Everybody's an expert all of a sudden. But uh, anyway, your magazine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot we were talking about that. Um, oh, yeah, and I forgot to mention, I made it with my boyfriend, DJ. Yeah, it was a labor of love. Bro, this eyelash oh my needs God. to get out of my eyeball right now. So when you were talking about the magazine, you said things that uh we've missed out on because of the pandemic is that we a specific yeah. or particular demographic uh well i guess it's kind of just meant to like show i guess like the times or like mm. i don't know i guess like for the concert one it's like i know people myself included like that going to concerts was a big yeah. part of their life yeah. like musicians and just like music fans so i think having something where like people who are really into that can just like read about people's experiences like while we can't do stuff like that anymore it's like kind of nice mm -hmm. and i don't know i think like in the future when things hopefully are back to normal it'll just be i don't know it's i think people who like reading about music will like this issue and I don't know, I guess the whole point is just to kind of like, I think like intimacy is like a big theme. So just like reading about people being really close in crowds and like all those like sensory mm, details. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's weird yeah. thinking about that stuff now. Yeah. I, I feel like every time I see a photo or like a movie yeah. from like pre-COVID and people are just out and not wearing masks. I'm just like, what? Are, oh, they're gonna get sick. I watched this video from the internet where it was like a guy on his balcony playing like rock music, like on electric guitar, and all these kids in a fence, like in a playground across the street, and they were all like going oh, hard, rock. and it was adorable. No, they were just <laughs> all rocking out to him. It was like they like started climbing the fences. It could have been considered scary if like in other contexts. But because it was yeah. rock music, it was, like, sweet. Like, they were going hard. Like, two of them almost started uh, a fucking mosh pit. Uh, <laughs> one of them was, like, banging their juice box against the fence. Um, that just reminded me of that when you said that. <laughs> Sounds funny. That's a, that's a big... That's a big one, I know, for me, intimacy. Because I know I'm, I'm a very physically touch-affection... I show what are the the like five love types or whatever the five ways you show your love. Mine is definitely physical touch. Yo, wait. What are the other four ways? Um, let me pull it up because I don't have to remember. Five love. It's touch, 
words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, acts of service? I feel like mine, definitely not gifts, because I don't give a fuck. Um, I guess it's quality time, but I feel like that kind of encompasses words and touch. But like, it also doesn't necessarily have to include it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they all definitely, I mean, I don't think it's like one or. I think people just have different levels. It's also, I mean. It's a book from 1992 originally. Dated. Dated. Now they could add in like, you know texting and myspace and <laughs> amount of emo myspace amount of emojis used exactly yeah MySpace. emojis are my love language emojis are my love language send me that i mean you really can express any emotion you want with an emoji you know who i, I miss on covered. twitter what i miss carrie fisher I mean, for so many readings, but mostly just for her tweets in a lot of ways. I never she, saw her tweets. I mean, you can go look at them now. She uses like th three actual letters and the rest are emojis. <laughs> They're still there. Rip. Rest in peace. Death. Death. Do you have any particular reaction to death? Damn. Uh, like, what do you mean by that? Like, I don't know. Some people have a particular reaction a certain certain way when the concept of death is brought up. Uh, I honestly don't know. I feel like... It's like always different, maybe, or it just like depends on how I'm feeling. Do you think about death a lot? Uh, I don't think like, not necessarily. I guess I think about it like a healthy amount. Healthy amount. It's interesting because I feel like it's not the amount of looking at it, it's how you look at it. Because I feel like there's a world where, I mean, like, I don't think necessarily the more or less you think about it is good or bad. Yeah. Well, I don't know. If you think about it all the time, that's not good. But it depends on the connotation. Like, to me, it almost seems like it's better to think about it all the time because you're remembering life's impermanence and it kind of gets you back on your feet and moving a little bit because you're like oh that's right i've only got this lifetime well not that i've only only got this lifetime but i've got this lifetime to do whatever work i need or not even that there's work you need to do just this is how rare a human birth is and to take full use of every second of it true i don't know i personally wouldn't be happy if i was always thinking like that I think every now and again, yes, but not all the time.
because to it seems that each moment is a death and a rebirth if you let it be. We're constantly, hopefully, shedding old models of ourselves. Wait, Sandra, remember how you said I had to wear headphones? Do I still have to wear them? I mean, I would prefer it if you can't. It's not the end of the world. Does it just, like, improve the sound quality? Yeah, I mean, it just prevents echo so that, like, we're not hearing me through you. Okay, then I'll keep them on. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. By Comrade. Comrade just left the Discord channel. Um, yeah, so what is that? It's a bot to play the music. Oh. So we can both hear it. It's a weird episode. Huh? It's a weird episode. This is? Yeah. Talk more about... I'm sorry. No, don't. <laughs> I mean, it's not... I'm just more my... It's more, I mean, it's more my doing than you're doing. I have, I'm in control of the environment. I feel like I'm also kind of tired, so I apologize for that. So where did the name Horsehead come from? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Um, Well, we were trying to think of a name for a while, and we kind of felt like it would just like naturally come to us. And we, DJ and I both read a book this summer called Who Will Run the Frog Hospital by Lori Moore. And the book takes place in, yeah, it's a very good book. It's very short. And um, the book takes place in a fictional town called Horse Hearts in upstate New York. And then when I went on that road trip with Megan and Allie, Mm -hmm. we like passed by like exit signs for a town called Horse Heads. Mm. And I was like, I bet that's what she like named the town after. And I was like told DJ about it. And we thought that would be like a a good name for the magazine because it's something it's literary first of all. And then it's something that like we both kind of like have a connection to. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we read that book around the time we decided to, like, start the magazine. And it's also just, like, a cool-sounding name. It is definitely a cool-sounding name. I'm just, I've kind of skimming over a description of what the book entails. Uh. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. I'm gonna... Do what? Uh, it mentions, I see abortion. She explored organized religion before finally getting her period late in adolescence. Um, it's really just about like a friendship between these two like teenage girls. And like one friend is kind of like more, I guess, like developed and she gets like all the boys. Mm. And the other girl is just like not. And I don't know. It's just like the like pretty girl gets pregnant and uh yeah it's just like about their misadventures really Mm. to me the scene but the theme between the two besides like the kind of naminess of it is like the theme of connection because 
the, I mean, the, the book is about, you're saying the book is about connection, and it seems like in a lot of ways this magazine is about connection or the lack thereof, and also in you making the magazine, you're dealing with connections. Damn, yeah, that's a good analysis. <laughs> Maybe unintentional. No, but I think that, I think that's definitely true. Um, yeah, I don't know. DJ and I were also kind of talking about how, like, people are kind of, I think, like, excited about the magazine because no one else since we, like, graduated Purchase has really been, like, doing anything to sort of bring, like, Purchase people together. Yeah. I mean, which, I mean, obviously it's, like, not easy to do that now. But I think that's, like, kind of an exciting aspect of it. And we're going to do like a zoom reading on friday oh where people are just gonna read their essays which friday details please um it should be this friday at eight what what is Um, this friday what day is this friday yeah i gotta where's my phone i gotta look at the calendar not the calculator yes the 26 26 what was the time 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. How do I join if I want to join? Uh, well, we're gonna make like um a Facebook event, and we'll put it, I guess, on Instagram. And like anyone who wants it, I can send them an email. I'm just gonna. Can I just text you? Yeah. The email. What'd you say? 8 p.m. Right. Wait. Why did I say email? Yeah, just whoever wants it can ask me for the link. <laughs> you said 8 p.m., right? Yeah. Okay, it's in my Google Calendar. Yay. Time is weird. True. Also, switching to Google Calendar was the best and weirdest decision of my life. Really? <clears throat> yeah, because, I mean, you know how typically, like... I mean, did you ever use, like, a book planner? Um, I used to, like, when I was in school, but I I kind of stopped in, like, college. Yeah, so I, like, I continued to for a bit in college, then I kind of fell off, too, but I was still finding, like, I had to schedule things, and, like, having a physical book was just annoying to carry around, and so I made, I must have, uh... Originally, it wasn't too much, but it must, I think it must have been senior year before the pandemic because I was using it for, if I look, when did I switch? It looks like I started using it. It's just weird because now normally when you have the book, you throw it out at the end of the year so you can only go back that far. But now because I'm using Google Calendar, I can literally go back to when I started this. Um, I feel like I should use Google Calendar. I always just use the calendar that's just like on my phone and that works for me. And I make to-do lists. It looks like I started using it in the end of September 2019. Well, I'm glad it's working for you. It's definitely interesting. Uh, Dude, I'm mad at Google because <laughs> I use I've been using for years now like Google Photos just to like back up all my photos. Mm-hmm. And it was great because it doesn't like there's like an endless amount of storage, but not anymore. Because now they made a change, so your Google Photos goes towards your overall like Google storage, mm. 
which like you only get 15 gigabytes for free unless you pay yeah unless you pay so i either have to pay or just delete like a lot of stuff Hmm. i should just put it all on like a hard drive but i feel like i'm gonna lose or break a hard drive Well, you put what on How do you back up all your stuff, like pictures and stuff? Uh, I just have them on my laptop. I'm bad. I'm naughty about that stuff. About yeah. pictures specifically. With media, I'm, with film stuff, I'm great. I've got the hard drive plugged in, and I have a secondary hard drive that I can plug. Also, wait, hold on. Actually, I need to turn our hard drive off right now. Wait, have, have you read any of the essays in the magazine? It's okay if you haven't. Uh, I read Kev's. I was just going to bring up Kev's. <laughs> theirs is about like not backing up their phone storage and using <laughs> all the voice memos. <laughs> this conversation made me think of that. Yeah, I love Kev so much. Uh, and also what they wrote. Um, Alana, are you still here? Hello? Can you hear me? I can now. Were you talking? No, you weren't. Were you talking? No, well, I mean, I was just now. What were you saying? I was saying, Alana, are you there? Oh, yeah, I heard that. Any aspects of life you want to talk about? Or death? Um, I don't know. I'm tired. I can't think of anything. <laughs> this is such a low-key podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't apologize. It takes two to tango, my friend. That's the Lila of life. The dance. The Dons. Have you read any? Have you been reading anything re- interesting recently? Oh yes, I. Um, for the past like few days or so, I started reading *A Confederacy of Dunces* by John Kennedy Toole. Um, and I, I'm really enjoying it a lot. Um, it's one of the books that DJ recommended to me because it's one of his favorites. I feel like I have rarely read the books that he's recommended to me so really or rarely rarely Mm. uh but i really should do that more because he clearly has good taste what is this about yeah so it's a comedy it's about like this like kind of man child named ignatius riley (laughs) and it it's takes place i guess in like the early 60s when it was Mm -hmm. written um and he like he's like i think in his 30s or like late 20s and he like lives with his mom and he's like very well educated like he went to college for like several several years and he like kind of is like snooty like he thinks like he but like knowledge is like kind of his whole kind of being 
but he can't really function in the world. Like he just kind of acts like a baby. He's like very narcissistic. He thinks he's just like above everything. And he, his mom like kind of babies him. Hmm. Um, but he basically like, she like kind of forced, I'm only like a hundred pages in, it's like mm-hmm. 400 pages, but mm-hmm. his mom kind of is just like, you need to get a job. So I don't know. I think the whole book is just kind of about, um just like his life in new orleans and like it the way it like moves like the pacing of the story is just so like perfect i don't know it's just like things are just constantly happening there's like never a dull moment Mm. but um yeah no it's it's good and then i went to a bookstore yesterday called jackson yeah right well, first of all, I go there. I wanted to check out the new George Saunders book, like just to look at it and hold it because I've been reading about it, but I I didn't see it in the flesh. It just came out. In the and flesh. Like, and it was 28 bucks. So I was like, I don't want to spend $28 on a book right now, but I'll get it later. And then I was like looking around and then this like kid just started like flirting with me and oh. he, kept, he like literally picked up a book and handed it to me and was like, read this, it'll change your life. I was like, no. Was it just whatever book kept, was right next to you? I don't... I, it could very well have been. But he was like, oh yeah, it changed my life. And he just kept trying to buy me books. And then he picked up a copy of Slaughterhouse-Five, which DJ happens to be reading right now. And he was like, oh, you ever read this? I'll buy it for you. And I was like, oh yeah, my boyfriend's reading that right now. Did he back off right after you said that? I feel like I could sense the disappointment, but... I don't know. I think he was just trying to be friendly after that. And then his friend like joined the conversation. And when it was like the two of them, it was like better, but I just wanted to get out of there. So I Irish goodbye. But they, I found like tucked in like a, a book rack and like the corner of the store, they had a bunch of bargain books and like all the way at the bottom, they had a copy of the George Saunders book with that was like slightly ripped and it was on sale, so I bought that. Nice. Good job. Ultimately I'm read that positive. Next. Uh always looking for the positive side. How does that make you feel when people like start doing that stuff? Because I mean it to me it doesn't seem like an Irish goodbye if you didn't really invite the hello. That is true. Um I don't know. I think like he meant well. It wasn't like mm-hmm. gross or anything. Um I liked his friend. She seemed like nice like once she came into the picture i felt i didn't feel really uncomfortable but um yeah i don't know part of me was like i really want to make more friends like who live around here because mm-hmm. like i really just have like a few but i was like i don't know i got weird vibes from that kid so mm-hmm. i'm glad i walked away because he was like oh yeah i would buy this for you but i only buy books for people when they like text me and tell me like that if they like it or not. And I don't know if you want to do that. And I just, I just didn't answer. And then I just left. Interesting. Yeah. It's like a weird, especially, I mean, we could blame COVID adding a layer of also weirdness to it. So, I mean, acknowledge that, but also, I mean, I feel like it's like weird, like being a person, person a person <laughs> and knowing they're just deciding i guess when to engage and when not to engage and what is a 
worthwhile engagement and sort of thing and what kind of things do you kind of get forced into without really wanting or having a decision in it even um i know like this morning <laughs> i went and got bagels for the fam and while i was there uh uh the family of somebody who i and i've known the family for years and years through girl scouts actually um and I like made eye contact with the dad and I was like a few people behind them. And as you know, it's a Long Island bagel store on a Sunday. It's pretty busy. Um, so I, they order, they go stand, whatever I order, I go stand, whatever. Uh, I, I well, at some point I'm sitting there, I make eye contact with the mom. And then like at some point I'm standing there longer. And then like all of a sudden she just promptly like kind of comes up and moves over to near me. And then she just goes, how's mom? And I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> She's good. How are you? Um, I appreciate it because I don't know if I would. Because it's also, I mean, I also have the added dichotomy of I've transitioned and I just legitimately don't know if people know who I am anymore, especially with the masks. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Being a person is an interesting curriculum. Are you working on any? I guess would you? I guess I guess would the magazine be considered your personal project that you're working on? Do you have like yeah. other stuff or? Like that's definitely my personal project, and then I really just have to start like writing again. I haven't really been mm. writing since like I was applying for MFA programs in like November, December. And that was really just, I was like revising my senior project stories to submit. But I have like a, I've been like kind of working on developing this like short story collection mm. that I am like really, really excited about, but I just have to actually write it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Did you get into any MFA programs? I only heard back from one and I think it was yesterday. And it was, a, or two days ago, it was a rejection from Vanderbilt. How many? Um, and, sorry. Oh, wait, what were you going to say? I was just going to ask how many, like, I don't know what that, does that process look similar to, like, applying to undergrad? Oh, no, it's pretty different. Um, especially for MFAs, I feel like it's just, like, different from, like, other types of, like, grad school. Because, mm -hmm. I don't know, it's, it's like, it's kind of like applying for, like, a fellowship almost. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just kind of its own world. Interesting. But yeah, I applied for, like, five schools in total, so I'm still waiting to hear back from four. It's, like, I don't want to, like, be negative, but it's unlikely that I'll get in because since it's, like, my first year applying and it's not, like, super important to me that I go next year, I only applied to five schools, and they're, like, top, top schools mm -hmm. that take most of them take like six or less students a year oh wow so it's very unlikely but i wanted to shoot my shot yeah so i mean are you expected to apply multiple times is that the norm yeah a lot of people do um just because i don't know i think life experience just helps you get in hmm. um i don't know i personally feel like because a lot of these 
schools, you, you get full funding, like they pay you, but you, that's because you have to teach. Mm. So I think having teaching experience also helps. Mm-hmm. You don't need it to get in, but I think it helps. Mm. Um, I don't know. And they just, you're just like more mature if you apply when you're in your like late twenties or thirties, but like, it's kind of a mixed bag. Like you get a lot of different ages. Some people get in like right after undergrad. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. School. Um, that's just all I can say. I just there's so much fuckedness. I feel like around it right now. So much what? Fuckedness. I believe is what I said. I see. Erase the student debt. Erase student debt. Get rid of the student debt, please. I have to say the one good thing about this pandemic is that you don't have to pay back our student loans. Right <laughs> Keep now. pushing it back. Yeah, I have made a few payments and I plan on uh depend i mean i doubt he's gonna wipe much unfortunately um if anything but i'm planning on doing like a big deposit right before the interest starts again because i mean technically you're getting a better deal out of paying while you're not also paying for interest although you don't get any tax back i believe is how that works i believe i'm a newbie at taxes but you don't have to answer this if it's like too private. But do you take out private loans or just like government loans? I would answer it if I knew if I knew the answer. <laughs> I have no idea. My mom basically, I mean, thankfully in a way took like just set everything up, like would talk to me but would do everything manually. So I really kind of I think I go I go to like Great Lakes or whatever. That's what I have. That's government, I think. Yeah, all of my they're all through there, so I don't go anywhere else. Gotcha. Federal, I mean, anything that's like through the FAFSA is government. Yeah. But anything else is private. I didn't do private. I don't know. That seems that would be unfortunate because then you'd have to pay those now. The whole system is fucked. Yeah. Quite honestly, it's unfortunate. I agree. There is something you were saying that I wanted to run with, but I've totally and you forgot it. Right now. Yeah. Yo, can I step away for two seconds to get water? Um, sure. Okay, I'll be really Try quick. To do it. Take a second to close your eyes, flutter them closed. Big inhale, slow exhale. Let it all out. Let everything go. All you need to do in this moment is listen. Not just listen to me, but listen to yourself. Listen inside. Listen gently 
to the thoughts that arise. Pull at the past. Don't grasp. Don't cling. But listen to them. Let them feel heard. But don't become them. You are much more than your thoughts. You are much more than the sum of your parts. You are so much more than you. You are the universe. You are the infinite, the expanse. You are all of it. It is you. I ask you to believe in your true self because it's there. It's all there is. Everything else on top of that. Is nothing. They're the shiny sprinkles, the tasty toppings that attract that seem so endearing. But to only taste the sprinkles is to never go below the surface. Truly be inside. To truly be one with oneself. Because that's all there is. It's all there could ever be. All there will ever be. So don't worry about it. It will get done. Hey, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hello. I like went to get water and I realized I didn't clean my dishes. So I had to clean those and then I had to pee. Wow. You did a lot in that time. Yeah, I accomplished a lot. <laughs> uh, I want to read something and I want to hear your reaction to it. Because you're a literary person, right? <clears throat> sure. I mean, I mean, didn't you, what did you major in technically? Creative writing and playwriting screenwriting. Exactly. So this is, so this is, uh, <laughs> so this is Rumi. Do you know who Rumi is? A poet, right? Yes. See, so you knew it. You know it. Uh, <laughs> I just want to read this one just to, I just, cause I, I enjoy it. Uh, okay. The sweetness of joy is the fruit of the garden of sorrow. 
until you have tasted the bitterness of loss, you will not know the pleasure of contentment. Okay, I've heard that before. Yeah. Do you agree with it? I mean, it's so much more than agreeing or not agreeing. How so? I mean, it just is what it is, What, it, regardless of what I think about it. Because, I mean, whatever I think about it is whatever. Just, I mean, whatever. The sweetness of joy is the fruit of the garden of sorrow. So that's saying in the gardens that grow from what we experience as sorrow is how we get joy. Is the only way to get joy is through sorrow. Until you have tasted the bitterness of loss... You will not know the pleasure of contentment. To me, that rings true. As you only know what you have until it's gone. Or you don't know what you got till it's gone. How in the loss of something you recognize, you appreciate more. You know, a lot of times when a loved one dies for a person, it kind of gives them some perspective on where their current life is. I agree with that. Do you have anything to add to it? I don't know. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, where can people go out to find more about your podcast, or not, not your podcast, this is my podcast. <laughs> no, that's mine now. Uh, oh, geez. About your magazine. Uh, Yo, we got a website. I have to look at, I forget what it's called. You got a website, bitches. Hold on. It's a Wix website. It's a Wix the site. The free stuff. Horseheadsmag.wixsite.com And then we also have an Instagram, which is at Horseheads Mag. All that info. I think that's it. All that information. And we, have a, we have a Gmail. You have a Gmail. Yeah. Horseheads. I think it's also Horseheads Mag at Gmail or Horseheads Magazine. Either one. You could just email both and see what happens. <laughs> just start emailing people. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. And if any of that was too difficult for you, as always, you can head over to Baby Teeth Pod. That's B A B Y T E T T T. How do you spell? B A B Y T E E T H P O D. Baby Teeth Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Linktree, uh, Anchor, other podcast things. I mean, if you're listening to this, you already listen to this. So I don't know why I'm saying it here. Uh, anyway, this has been this episode. It's been an interesting one. I definitely didn't additionally record some stuff while you were gone. 
that will probably stay in. I was going to ask, do you edit these? Because there's, there would just be like a five-minute period of silence. I did pause it. Uh, I sometimes edit these more times than others. I definitely edit them all at least a little bit. Uh, yeah. Depends on how much I got left in the tank. Anyway, thank well, you. Well, so kind of quiet don't, and low energy. I'm don't just apologize. sleepy. Don't apologize. You I just you have are. to, my apartment's at least 20 minutes away from any one place, like by walking. So it's exhausting me. Hmm. Anyway, hey, podcast over. Smart. Bye. So you, get, <laughs> you get strong calves. Oh, yeah. They're just like bursting. They're bursting. That's, that's not, not bursting, good. Bulging. <laughs> bursting. My, <laughs> my calves, they're bursting. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for being. Be safe. Be well. Be happy. May you be free of suffering. May you be free of the seeds of suffering. May all beings. Be free. Amar. Sorry, I ruined it. Fuck. What did you say? Amar? <laughs> I said you should do ASMR. ASMR. All right. Stop recording.